Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Can we begin to exemplify some praise in this place? Can we begin to just worship God for a second? God, not my will, but yours. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, would you give God a hand clap of praise as you return to your seat? incredible job y'all just did. Welcome in the spirit of the Lord in this place. Now I, uh, I've been listening to that song on repeat because we had to practice it Thursday for music practice but even though I've listened to that song probably a thousand times between last Sunday and this Sunday I just can't control the emotion that arises up, the spirit that I feel. Whenever it says, to God be the glory forever. God, not by my will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, if you would stand with, if you would stand with me. Can we just allow that to be true? Can we just throw out the schedule for a second? Can we just throw out our, our preconceptions of what should be happening next? And can we just allow God's will to be done in this place? In the name of Jesus, God, right now, I pray, Lord, that you would sweep throughout this place. God, that you will begin to take control. In Jesus' name, God, that I let go of every ounce of me. God, that I let go of every one of my problems. God, every one of my worries. God, every one of my ailments, whatever my hindrance would be. In the name of Jesus, God, that you would have your will be done in this place. God, that your kingdom would come in this place. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, let your glory be shown. God, unto you, God. I feel as though we're halfway in the participation of this. And I'm telling you that you are holding out on yourself for what God can do for you. So right now, if we could just, all of us buy into that, that right now, God, have your way with me. God, have your way in my life. God, have your way in this service today.
Jesus' name one more time. Can we clap our hands? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It is a truly amazing day to be in church with you all. And I am so excited by what God has done so far in this service. And I truly believe that he is not yet finished. Amen. There's a little bit more that God has for us. Amen. Is there anybody that believes it in the name of Jesus that God's not yet done with this service? Amen. If this is your first time at Living Hope, I would like to, to just say welcome home. Welcome home to Living Hope. You are now a part of the Living Hope family. We welcome you with open arms. We are glad you are here. And we pray that you are blessed today in Jesus' name. We are all excited that you chose to worship with us and worship the one true living God, Jesus Christ, with us today. Amen. And if it is also your first time being with us today, I would like to personally invite you all back next week when our pastor and first lady will be here. They send their love and prayers. They are in Tennessee. They are preaching a, uh, uh, or ministering at a marriage retreat and preaching at a, uh, at a church in Tennessee today. But let me tell you, if this is your first time here, you absolutely owe it to yourself to hear and to meet not only one of the greatest preachers, but the greatest pastor and pastor's wife ever. There's really no comparison. They, they are the true highest level of leadership and people that you can meet. We are truly blessed with great leadership here at Living Hope. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the very first book of the Bible? We are going to go to Genesis chapter number 28. And we are going to start with verse number 10. Amen. If you are there in your Bibles or if you're reading it on the screen, it's a coming, I think. But if you're there in your Bibles, say amen. amen. All right, there we go. Verse number 10 says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place. Everybody say a certain place. And tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Verse 12 says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Verse 13 says, And behold, the Lord, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord. I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and thy God of Isaac. In the land where thou liest to thee, will I give it into thy seed. Verse 14, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 15, it says, And behold, 
I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into th- uh, and bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Verse 16, I know this is a lot of scripture, just bear with me. Verse 16 says, And Jacob awakes out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, and he said, How dreadful is this place? Other translations would say, How amazing is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Verse 18, and Jacob rose up early in the morning and he took the stone that he had put for his pillows and he set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And the final scripture I want us to read is verse 19. And 19 says, and he called the name of the place Bethel, but the name of the city was called Luz at the first. See, Jacob hears the promise. He hears the promise of God in Luz and then changes the name to Bethel. In the name of Jesus, in, in the name of Jesus. And Jesus. I think that was Luz and Jesus combined somehow. But in the name of Jesus, I believe that there is a word for living hope today. If we could all just one more time seek the Lord in this place in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now, Lord, that I submit everything to your will. God, I pray right now, Lord, that I would be a vessel, God, for your spirit to flow through. God, that you would use me only as that, Jesus. Remove me from this, God. And I pray, Lord, that every person in this room, God, Lord, that they would hear and receive what it is that it is for them in Jesus' name, that you would speak in this place, God. Lord, that you would touch and minister in only a way you could today. And in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that the Holy Ghost would be in this place. God, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would surround us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name, can we just begin to give God praise one more time? Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So our title passage of Scripture picks up on an interesting place of Jacob's life. Jacob is now on the run from his hairy brother Esau, of which Jacob took Esau's birthright, and Jacob took his blessing. And Jacob is fleeing eastward toward the ancestral lands of Abraham and his mother Rebekah. And we see that Jacob stops in in what I could only assume is a bit of a, a, a desolate Location. 
he stops in this wilderness area. But in this desolate place, Jacob had a significant dream. I say again that in this desolate place, he had a significant dream. And see, David at this time in this desolate place uses a stone for a pillow to get some rest. Which I think would not be the recipe for something significant to sleep on a stone, but I think that would be the the recipe for an insignificant dream to happen. Am I right? More, I think, sleeping with a rock for a pillow that it would lead more to trippy dreams than significant dreams. Dreams of falling off something very high and never seeming to find the bottom. Am I right? Is anybody else like sleeping with a pillow or is there any rock sleepers in this place? There's a, there's, I saw a rock sleeper right there. Thank you, Matt. So he has those trippy dreams that I'm talking about. But I think that these would be that falling dream where you never seem to find the bottom or the dreams to showing up on your first day of school and nothing but your britches. These are the dreams that I assume would be the insignificant dreams of sleeping on a rock like Jacob was, but that's not Jacob. See, Jacob's dream was one of the most beautiful dreams that you could ever dream. His dreams were of a ladder that reached from the earth all the way up into heaven and that had angels on it ascending and descending. See, in Jacob's beautiful dream, there was now access to heaven. See, that heaven and the glory of God was open up to Jacob. That was his dream in this desolate location. That in his, in his time of loneliness, in his time of fleeing, what he was dreaming about was the glory of God. And that being shown to him and angels ascending and descending onto earth. And in Jacob's dream, he now knew that God was even closer than ever. Amen? He now knew that he was even closer than ever and that there was a real access to heaven. And that there was a real interaction between heaven and earth. But not that, that's not only where his dreams stayed. or it, it did not end there at just seeing the, 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 what would only can be considered glory and angels coming down. See, he sees God standing at the top. And God begins to speak to Jacob. And he says to him that I am the Lord. I am the Lord, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. See, right there. Up until this point in Jacob's life, up until this point, Jacob had probably heard. Jacob had probably heard stories told to him. He had probably heard about the great God who appeared to to Abraham. He probably heard about how he appeared to Abraham. He probably heard about how God appeared to Isaac. But now this same exact God that appeared to Abraham and the same exact God that appeared to Isaac was the same exact God meeting Jacob in his own personal way. Amen. Let me just pause right here. Let me just pause right here for a second. See, you cannot survive 
You cannot survive off a second-hand relationship with God. See, it takes a personal interaction. Let me talk to some young people. Let me talk to some children. See, you cannot survive off the faith of your parents. You cannot survive off the faith of your grandparents. Let me talk to some adults, maybe some young adults. You cannot survive off the relationship that your spouse has with God. There needs to be a personal relationship and a personal reaction, interaction of your faith. It takes a personal experience. See, you can't soak up the faith of others and expect to get to heaven. In Jesus' name. See, and as God was speaking to Jacob, he was speaking the promises that he had for him. He was speaking to Jacob the promises that were specifically for him. But essentially God was repeating to Jacob the terms of the covenant that was promised not only to Jacob but he, it was the promise that was, uh, that was given to Abraham in Genesis chapter number 12. And Isaac in Genesis chapter 26. And Jacob then awakes out of this. And he cries out the very first thing. Surely the Lord is here and I did not know it. And this is none other than the house of God. And he begins from that point to build a pillar from the stones that he had found rest on. And he begins to pour oil upon it. And then the very next thing he does is he changes the name of that place. See, and when Jacob changes the name of that place, that, that, that changes exactly how this place is identified. So where, where first this, this was just a place where he had to stop and rest but because he couldn't run anymore from his brother. He was weary. It was dark. At first that was just this place, but he couldn't run anymore. And it, became a, uh, it, it turned from that to becoming a place where the promise was poured out. In Jesus' name. Is anybody here in Jesus' name? Is anybody here? I feel a little left out. I, I feel like... I know that's not like a powerful point, but I, I just want to make sure you guys are with me right now. I don't want you guys leaving me up here by myself. But because what, you, what, what it became was a place where he could have an interaction. It, became, it was a place of desolation, but now it became a place of interaction. And it became a place of, it was a desolation spot, but now it's an access to heaven. It was a place of loneliness, but now this was a place where the angels dwelt. See, and now it was a place where the heaven was opened up. And now it was a place where God could speak. Because now this place is no longer named Luz. But this place will be called Bethel. In the name of Jesus. But this was not just any random name. And this was not just any random location. See, Bethel is not just a thing that he pulled out. He didn't know a girl back home and was like, hey, I'm like a named guitar or something. After like an old girlfriend or something. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like, hey, I knew this girl Bethel. This is a cool place. I'm going to name this Bethel. It wasn't anything like that. But, but there was a specific reason. See, if you were to count, if we were to go through and study out the word Bethel, if you were to count the amount of times it is written in the Old Testament, Bethel is mentioned the second most times as the location. 
The second most mentioned location in the Old Testament. Second only to Jerusalem. See, and if, it, if you were to look at the meaning of Bethel in the Hebrew language, you would see that it's broken in, in almost two. It has a, that hyphen uh, in the middle. And, and the way the Hebrew language is written, uh, a lot of times a word is only three to four letters. And then it's, it's combined with others to, to create the sentence and the overall meaning. But in this, it, it, the, the first, uh, 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 if you understand uh, the, the Hebrews, you would see it broken in two parts, Beth and El. The first being Beth and the second being El. See, and if you understand that any time... That L is written in Hebrew, it signifies God. So if you were to translate Bethel, or more accurately, or more, more accurately pronounced in Hebrew, Bethel, it is translated to mean the house of God. See, but if you look at the original name of the place where Jacob was, it was called Luz. And Luz translate, uh, translates to the place of the almond tree. Is everybody following me? I'm not very good at other languages. I don't do English well. So I just want to make sure you're following me. So what this signifies, uh, what is the, signific the significance of the almond tree? What is the significance of the almond tree? If that's what it was named, and he's changing it to the house of God, why, why is the change? Well, if you were to look at the book of Je uh, Jeremiah, chapter number 1, verses 11, 12, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast seen well, for I am watching to see my word is fulfilled. So the almond tree is a symbol of God watching over his people. So this name change from Luz to Bethel is the change from God watching over you and to God dwelling with you. See, it's the difference between God being uh, watching from afar and being with you. See, too many times we are just content and happy. We are too content and happy to have a God that just watches over us. Too many times we are just content and happy to have a God who exists from afar. See, they are okay with a God in heaven being there and just watching over and never having a relationship with him. Happy just knowing he's there, but never taking it any further than that. But Jacob wasn't content with that. Jacob wasn't content with just knowing from afar. Jacob wanted to have a relationship with. Jacob didn't want to have a God that watches over. He wanted a God by his side. He wanted something deeper. He wanted something to dwell with. He wanted a God that he could have a relationship with. See, Jacob heard the promise and knew that he wanted more. He heard the promise of blessing. And he knew he had to dwell in the house of God. He heard the promise of what was to come. And he knew he wanted to stay there because he wanted more than just the promise of things. But he wanted the real thing. He wanted to grab a hold and have that. He wanted, he wanted to stand there at the ladder and be able to have the glory come down on him and be able to look up and see and hear God speaking to him. See, this wasn't just a name change, but it was an identifying thing that I want to dwell in the house of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He heard the promise. 
He heard the promise of blessing. And he knew that he had to dwell in the house of God. He knew that he, he wanted more than just someone watching over. But he wanted to dwell in the high places. He wanted to dwell in the high places. See, he awakes. He awakes and, and, and what, do we, what happens what happens to us whenever we, we come into the house of God and, and, and we, we, we are distant and we have that relationship that, that, that only exists from a watching over? See, we can come in and we, if Jacob, there's two ways that Jacob could have gone through with this. Jacob could have awoke and, and been like, well, that was a neat dream and got up and kept going. But there is something that he needed more of. So whenever he awoke from that place of resting, he took the thing that he was resting upon and he began to stack it up. He was gathering stones from around there and he created a pillar and he took the oil and began to pour the oil over that pillar because he needed to make a memorial of what God had done for him. He realized that he wanted to make up in his ear. He had something swell up in him where I needed more, and I'm choosing to take things and make a, make a memorial of what God has promised me, taking a remembrance of the things that God has done. In Jesus' name, I, I, I hope and I pray that I'm communica communicating uh, as clearly as what I'm feeling this. But, but what, what I'm trying to get at is that, that we have to take a Sunday service. We have to take this one time where we come together and we have to make it more than what it is. It's time to stop being content with just coming in and knowing that there is a God above us. But it's time to start dwelling in the house of God. It's time to start taking some things. Let me get you, can I use this? Uh, I, I received this today. I heard this promise today. I got to take this with me. Uh, can I get this? This is, God touched me today. I got to take this, and I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start building up a memorial. I'm going to start building up a memorial of what God has done. I'm going to start taking these things. And I'm going to get a little deeper with my relationship because I've got something to look back on. I've got something that I'm basing my faith on. I've got something. In the name of Jesus, I've got something more than just the knowledge of knowing he's there. I've got something that I'm holding on to. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm building a memorial. I'm building a memorial. Hallelujah, Lord. In the name of Jesus, can we just give God a hand, a hand clap of praise right now? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we need to start taking things. We, we, we need to develop that, that hunger and dwell in the house of God. But then we need to start not just leaving it there, but developing and, and holding on to the promises and holding on to the victories and building up that little memorial. So anytime that I come back to Bethel, anytime that I step in, I'm stepping in, not just trying to remember what it was like that first time or anything, but I've got something that where I can lean up against it, that I can put my rest on it, I can put my weight on it, I can look to it and know that God has got something for me, that God has promised me something, that God has promised my family something, that God has done something in my life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I feel like I, I feel like a shotgun just buckshotting right now. 
I'm sorry. But I, there, there's, there, I, I'm just feeling it. As I was studying out Bethel this week, the only thing that I, I, I was stuck for a really long time, just thinking about how, how uh, it, this, this is Jacob's opportunity where, where he, he's learning uh, and hearing for the first time and having this first experience with him. But, but uh, 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 to 14 chapters, whatever, uh, chapter 12, uh, we see that Abraham is hearing the promise that God is giving to him, but it's not in a, it's not in a different location. It's in the same exact spot. It's in Bethel. It's in the house of God. The promises are poured out in the house of God. The blessings are poured out in the houses of God. The power is given in the house of God. Things change in the house of God. In the name of Jesus, something happens when we're in here together in the house of God. We come in one way, and then we receive something, and we leave a different way in the house of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But that's not, every, that's not, that's not where Jacob stopped. That's not where he stopped. He didn't just do, he, he received the promise. He woke up, and he knew he knew that he had to change and identify this place as something more than just where God watches over. But he had to identify it as the place where God dwells. And then he went and he built a memorial signifying the promises that God gave to him. And he poured oil over that. But that isn't where he stopped. He then made a vow. He made a commitment. He made a commitment to God. That God, you've given me these promises. God, and if you do these things, I will serve you. If you take what, you, what you've said and what you're giving me, God, that I will, I will do everything for your glory. In the name of Jesus. That he, he wasn't content, but he made a vow that he would live it. That everything he did from that day forth would be focusing and pushing toward the promises that God set for him. See, the, what, the, the, the whole point of what I'm trying to say, and I, I, I'm, the, the, this is what I mean by the buckshot. I, I, it's shooting quick and it's going everywhere, and I, I'm coming to a close fast. I'm coming to a close fast, but I need you guys to understand something. That, that he awoke, he changed the name. He had changed the identity of his situation by allowing God to dwell there. He then made the memorial, and then he made the commitment and the vow and the promise to him. He was deciding that he was going to give it. But it isn't just the promise of God. And whenever we're in the house of God, it isn't just the promise of God that matters. But it's the response that we give. More importantly, more importantly, it's not about what you, it's about how you respond. Whenever you come in, and whenever you hear buckshot preaching like this, where it's just spattered and I hope it hits something, but what I need you to understand is that, that the way you respond in a service is the most important part. That in a time of desolation, in a time where you're, where you're looking for something, you're looking for rest, whenever you come into the place where the power of God dwells, it's more about your response it's more about what you do than what is done. That I'm going to make up in my mind. That I'm going to make up in my mind that no matter what happens, 
No matter what comes my way, no matter, no matter what may, may come against you, I am going to serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus, would you stand with me? And can we just begin to give God some praise right now? Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. In Jesus' name, can we just begin to give God some praise right now? Can we just begin to respond? Can we just begin to give God what he deserves? That there are some promises that he has for you. There are some, uh, there are some things that he has for you, but it's about how you respond. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. There's been some things that God has been working on and God has been saying, but there, we, we've allowed it to, to be something where we hear it and never respond. That we can come into a worship service. That we can come in where the Spirit is moving in such a beautiful way. That the glory is being shown to us. That, that we, could, we could potentially see angels ascending and descending from heaven. But we leave never even grabbing on to what God has for us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I know that, I, that, it, that I, I'm not the most eloquent, eloquent speaker. See, can't even say the word. But God is wanting you to respond. God is wanting you to respond. God is wanting you to come and grab some things. He's wanting to take this relationship to a deeper place than what it is. He's wanting to take your walk, your walk with him to a deeper spot than what it's been. He, he's calling out to you. He's reaching out, hoping that, that you would wake up and declare that I want to dwell with him. And grab on to something. Grab on to some things and, and hold on to what happens in a service. And not just leave and forget about it. But God is calling you to respond. In the name of Jesus right now, I'm going to open up these altars. I pray that you would respond however you feel. But I pray that you would let the, word, uh, let the Lord speak to you in Jesus' name. God, let your word go forth. God, I pray, Lord, that we would be sensitive to your word right now. God, that I hear you calling. God, that I feel you calling. But God, I'm not content with being a surface, uh, having a surface level relationship. But God, I want a deeper relationship. God, I want something more. In Jesus' name, God, I pray right now, Lord, that I would dwell in the high places with you, God. That I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the scripture says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after Him, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. And in Jesus' name right now, God, that we would seek after You, 
and that we would find you, Jesus' name. God, I pray right now. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait.